0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise has free picks every day for every sport. Check out all their plays and betting news at pixwise.com. That's PixWise.com. And finally, we're also giving away $500 in our Masters DFS contest that is completely free to enter. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Masters. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Masters. You are listening to the Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com, where I have delivered my clients a 94th month in a row of consecutive transparent track profit. The amount we won was £1,606 across the month. That was good for over $2,000. When I say transparent track profit, I mean I actually use a spreadsheet. These clowns on Twitter will know nothing about P&Ls. They'll sell you a dream. There'll be 30, 40 units in the hole and then they'll chase it with ridiculous seven or eight unit plays after your bankroll is completely evaporated. I don't understand why they have all of these followers, but they are all frauds. They are all losers. Losers. They are not delivering the profit that I am. The pin suite at the SGP soccer account, the Twitter account, is always the previous month's PL. So you can see this £1,606 and how it was run, how it was won. You can go to the lockbetting.com website and see all of the previous months. I use Patreon because it's a fully transparent website. All of the members can comment underneath every post. I have no choice but to be 100% transparent. And there is no better time to sign up than the start of the month. We have a ton of tennis action. We're already up this month. So you've already lost out on a bunch of profit. We had a six and O day in the tennis yesterday. So we are already well up this month, but you can still sign up and be a part of this month. Why wait until the 15th, the 20th or the end of the month? Because Patreon is a great service for transparency. However, it will bill you if you sign up in the middle of the month. So if you sign up on the 15th or the 20th or the 25th, it will bill you for April and it will bill you again on May the 1st. So maximize the service. Get all of this action. Get the start of the Champions League. Get the NBA that we're winning on nearly every night. The NHL. You could have been a part of that 6-0 tennis run that we had yesterday. WWE WrestleMania coming up this weekend. We have a bonus show for that on The Fight Show. Get involved. Sign up over at LockBetting.com. And give me a follow on Twitter at SGP soccer. That's how we need to build up this account so that we can stand out above all of the frauds because we are genuinely delivering you a profit here on the shows here and on lockbetting.com. Obviously, the weekend was not great in the EPL. I hate, hate betting after an international week. I should know really to to stay clear of it. I tried to pick some spots that wouldn't be affected by, by international games, so I didn't pick uh, many teams that were in sandwich spots that had Champions League games coming up ahead and international fixtures as well. But actually, when you're looking at some of these teams, they weren't affected by that. Whereas some teams that had international players just looked really, really tired. Even though they didn't have Europa and Champions League games, they looked really, really tired. So in future, we really, really will steer clear of that. Not a fan of the international break at all. It really does affect the domestic season and it had a really, really bad effect on our run. We were on a 51-12 and run with our leans across... uh, A number of podcasts going into the weekend but obviously that took a big hit we look to bounce back here on the Champions League show right here we begin with the game here between Manchester City and Dortmund where Manchester City are the one to three favourites it's four to one on the draw and uh, it's 15 to two here on Dortmund if you're looking at the qualification odds They really have Manchester City already through here. Uh, They're the one to seven favourites and Dortmund are available at four to one. I think Dortmund might be a little bit more dangerous than that because now this is their only route into the Champions League. But their defence will always be their Achilles heel. They were chasing the game against Eintracht Frankfurt at the weekend and thankfully that was the lock and Dortmund did play like that because it left them exposed to a counter at the back and Frankfurt ended up winning the game I think Dortmund would have been better off with it well obviously they would have been better off with a point but I think looking at Frankfurt's horrible schedule ahead a point wouldn't have been an awful result there for Dortmund because I think they could have made up four points now with seven points it looks like Dortmund are going to be out of the Champions League via their league position And they need to now qualify for it by winning the Champions League here. Unfortunately, they've been drawn here against the favourites. But I do think they'll make a fist of it, which will include them scoring here at Manchester City. Now, obviously, that's a bold prediction to make in the current climate because Manchester City are keeping too many clean sheets. But we are riding a strong trend here with Dortmund. A strong goal-scoring trend with Dortmund scoring here in uh, 37 games in a row so that's what we're riding here as we're looking for Dortmund here to score an away goal looking for Dortmund to win this game though I think will be far more unlikely they have won the first leg in just one of their last six quarterfinal ties in this competition and City come into this having won 26 of their last 27 games I think the only way Dortmund have a chance here is if Pep Guardiola does a Pep Guardiola in the Champions League and completely outthinks thinks himself and, um, and makes a mistake here and pays too much respect to Dortmund and we see some kind of weird formation or tactics much like we did against Lyon last season and look it is possible because this Dortmund team are a far better team than Lyon were at the end of last season that was a horrible horrible result from Manchester City possibly one of the worst in the last 10 years. Definitely the worst result under Pep Guardiola. Completely unacceptable to lose in that, at that stage of the Champions League last season. So my play here would be to take both teams to score here at 10 to 11. However, you can tack on Manchester City to win here and take that both teams to score. That takes it up to seven to four. I think there's decent value in that play. I do see Manchester City winning this game because Dortmund are too easy to score against but I do see Dortmund contributing Erling Haaland actually He's on his worst run of form as a striker. He now hasn't scored for four games in a row. Three of those were during the international window and then he didn't score at the weekend. However, Haaland has scored in his last six Champions League games here. So he could break that run here by scoring. Otherwise, if he doesn't, it goes to five games in a row, which makes that run even worse. It's ridiculous to think about because he did just score before the international break, but didn't score during the window. And he was heavily, heavily criticised by Norwegian players and Norwegian press for not giving a shit basically about playing for Norway so he's coming under some criticism which is very very weird given his record and the fact that he's so so young but he is desperate to score and he could find it in this game and add to that tally of his Champions League run where he has scored for six games in a row but I'm going to take both teams to score here and if you fancy it add Manchester City to win this game taking it up to seven to four here in this one. Up next we look at the game here between Real Madrid and Liverpool the prices for this one have changed a fair bit. We took Real Madrid on our lock on the show. I probably wouldn't have done that now with all the information that we have here. Although I still like them to, to qualify as a lean. They are now 9-5 here on the money line. It's 5-2 the draw and it's 6-4 on Liverpool. The qualification odds have moved as well. We got them at the best price of evens. They're now available at 11-10. With well, Liverpool as the 8-11 to favourites. Now, a lot of this has probably changed off the back of Sergio Ramos being out of the game. Because Liverpool destroyed Arsenal at the weekend. I'm not too worried about Ramos. He's been dealing with injuries throughout the season and Real Madrid have good defensive cover. I'm not worried about the game against Arsenal because Real Madrid aren't going to make the mistakes that Arsenal did. Arsenal only had 36% possession in that game and only had three shots with two on target. They also continually were allowed, allowed themselves to be bullied by Liverpool and continually gave up the ball in their own third, which is what you cannot do against Liverpool. Look at the second and third goals. There are some mistakes giving the ball away in the last third and Liverpool took advantage of it. Real Madrid aren't going to make those mistakes here in this game. They're not going to allow themselves to be bullied. They're not going to have 34% of the ball. So I don't put too much weight into that game. What I am concerned here, what I'm concerned about with here is the sandwich spot that we find ourselves in. Now, when we pick this, We thought Real Madrid's best chance of a trophy was the Champions League. We thought they could get to a one-off final. Finals are one-off games and anything can happen. And Real Madrid have solid Champions League pedigree. All they had to do was get past Liverpool and then the winner of Porto and Chelsea. That isn't the case anymore. The situation is still the same in terms of who they need to get past to get to the final. But they are bang in the La Liga title. I could not foresee that they would be three points behind Atletico Madrid. And are currently available at 7-2 to win the league. I think that's huge considering they can take over Barcelona at the weekend in El Clasico. Barcelona are now the 5-6 favourites with Atletico Madrid at 2-1. They really look like they have choked now. They were once the 1-20 favourites. They are now available at 2-1. Huge plus money on Atletico seeing this through. But I think huge odds on Real Madrid as well. Because I think they have a better chance of 7-2. to Especially going into El Clasico and given Barcelona's record against big clubs. I think Real Madrid think they'll have a real chance of winning that game against Barcelona at the weekend. And um, I think that that makes this a horrible sandwich spot. We've just had the international break. Real Madrid managed to navigate their game at the weekend. They now have this first league against Liverpool. And they have El Clasico at the weekend with an opportunity to go ahead of the favourites to win the league at Barcelona. And then we have the second leg coming up after that. So lots and lots of key games. You could probably do with Ramos for these games. But... Um, that's the sandwich spot that we are in and it's not the spot they we were in before. Whereas Liverpool have absolutely nothing to play for other than trying to qualify for the Champions League via their league position. And with the amount of points that are getting dropped in the Premier League, I think Liverpool may mainly focus here on this game. However, however as I said... This is Real Madrid and Arsenal at the weekend didn't put any pressure on the, um, on the defensive partnership that Liverpool put out at the weekend. We didn't see... Arsenal have anything in way of attack. All they did is allowed Liverpool to dominate the game and bully them in their own half. Nathaniel Phillips and Ozan Kabak weren't tested here by Arsenal, weren't tested by Lacazette and Abamyang. If Real Madrid provide more of a test and are able to secure more than 34% of the possession here in this game, we're going to see a very, very different game here. We're going to see a Liverpool backline really put to the test without the likes of Gomez and Van Dijk and it has been relatively smooth sailing here for Liverpool thus far in the Champions League but this is a very very different proposition I wish we weren't in this sandwich spot I still think Real Madrid are the better team I still think they are the better players I still think they have better Champions League pedigree however with El Clasico coming up with the weekend with the chance to win the league from their rivals Atletico Madrid and a chance to go ahead of the favourites Barcelona at the weekend in that massive game I would be happy with a draw here at the, from the home game. I think if Real Madrid get out of this without a defeat, they have a chance of winning at Anfield. We did see Liverpool go on a run where they lost six games in a row at Anfield previously, before it was ended with that win against RB Leipzig. So Real Madrid do have a chance of winning there, or they could even just score more away goals here. If this game finishes 0-0, which would be ideal as far as I'm concerned, or 1-1, Real Madrid could score two goals against that back line. Because even if Liverpool do get a draw here, I still think they're going to go for the game. It's the nature of Liverpool to push forward and, and, and to try and win the game. And I think that's going to leave gaps at the back for real to do what Atletico did last year, which Win at Anfield, so this isn't going to be over with a draw. And given the situation that we're in with this sandwich spot, with severe beating Atletico at the weekend, and Real and Barcelona winning, with the league title now being Real Madrid three points behind and Barcelona just a single point behind Atletico, it is now the most interesting league in Europe. Where, where previously uh, Atletico, as I said, were the one to twenty favourites. This is a massive massive choke job now. Atletico are going to need to go on a really, really decent run to keep off the pressure of Barcelona and Real Madrid. And it's lucky that they're playing each other at the weekend. However, Atletico still need to play Barcelona themselves later on on the season. I almost wish we were doing a La Liga show instead of a Bundesliga show. But if you want La Liga covered, you can always sign up at lockbetter.com to get the European show at the weekend. I'm going to make no pick here for this game. I'm going to continue to ride out what we have, which is the Real Madrid's future. I still think we have the better team, Although we certainly have taken him here in the worst situation. Huge, huge sandwich spot. I am concerned by it, but I do think we have the better team. And I'm not convinced by Liverpool simply getting past RB Leipzig and a performance at the weekend where Arsenal allowed them to have 66% 66% of the ball and gave up possession regularly in their own third. I don't think Real Madrid are going to do that. I think it's a very, very different game. I think it has no relevance or bearing on this one. The Sergio Ramos injury does, as does the fact that Real Madrid are in a huge sandwich spot situation here with, with a look-ahead game against Barcelona the weekend. That is my primary concern. But if we get past this game, as I said, I reiterate, get past this game without a defeat, we still have a chance of cashing this future in the second leg in this one. Up next, we move on to Wednesday's games and we look at a repeat of the Champions League final here between Bayern Munich and PSG. Bayern Munich are available at even money here on the money line. It's 29-10 to 10 to draw and it's 13-5 on PSG. The qualification odds have moved because of the absence of Robert Lewandowski. Bayern Munich are now available at 8-13 here with PSG out to 13-10. PSG should be capable of exploiting this Bayern Munich team because if Bayern Munich aren't scoring as many goals and they're defending as poorly as they have this season, PSG should have a real chance. However, their win against Barcelona... Where they knocked Barcelona out looks like a flash in the pan. In fact, it looks like a golden 40-minute period that they played because they were 1-0 down in that game and all of a sudden, Kylian Mbappe came to life. Barcelona's defence couldn't cope with him and he absolutely tore him the pie. It seemed like a golden period for a world-class player. Other than that, there hasn't been anything to suggest that PSG could win this game. They haven't wrapped up their own domestic title and bearing in mind, they start somewhere between 1-10 and 1-20 to win the league it's absolutely ludicrous that we now have them at four to five minus 125 to win the league they're now three points behind Lille they started the weekend top going into a six pointer against Lille and had they won that game they could have all but secured the French league instead they lost and are now three points behind Lille a team that are out of the Europa League this is really really poor from PSG this is poor from Pochettino and for that reason You cannot take him here to win this game or to win the Champions League against this Bayern Munich team that seemed to just get it done. Yes, they're without Robert Lewandowski, but going into their six-pointer at the weekend against Leipzig, where had Leipzig beat them, they could have gone within one point of them. They won that game. They are now seven points clear. They played a different style of football. They grinded out a 1-0 win and they have now won the Bundesliga title. I have no doubt about that, whereas PSG are still struggling. So it makes it very, very difficult to take PSG in this situation. I understand that Champions League is always their priority. But if they don't win the Champions League and they don't win the French League either, that is humiliation for PSG and it will spell the spell the end of Pochettino. He hasn't seemed to have captivated the um the um, the motivation of the players. We saw ill discipline again at the weekend from that idiot Neymar who has to be the most despised piece of shit in world football. I can't stand the guy. We all saw what Neymar's all about. He's very very Overrated in, in terms of his contributions to games are limited. And even if he does do something magical, he's doing it in a one team league in the French league. PSG should always, always win this title by March. And at the moment, they are trailing by three points. Neymar has missed most of the season. He hasn't been that influential when he's played. And he's been sent off once again at the weekend. He is becoming a liability for this club, a club he went to to win the Ballon d'Or. He's nowhere near it. And he never, ever will win a Ballon d'Or so I'm no fan of Neymar I'm no I'm no one that's going to come on here and say he's going to make a massive difference in this game being back obviously Mbappe is a different kettle of fish but whilst Mbappe continues to to pick the ball up Outside of um outside of the area where he's supposed to be, but while he continues to come out and drift wide, trying to be the creator. PSG are going to struggle without Mario Ocardi in the team. Because if you're killing Mbappe's drifting out and picking the ball up 40 yards away from your goal, he's either going to need to be able to blitz through a team like a hot knife through butter, like he did against Barcelona, or you're going to need players in there to pick up the scraps because Mbappe is as good at getting his assists as he is at getting goals. Without Occadi here in this team, that's a big mistake missed for me here in this one and uh, whereas most keen will probably pay I think Icardi is a superior finisher and I think this game this first league especially is going to have limited chances even though the goal line will always always be set high between these two teams we did see them play out a 1-0 in last season's Champions League final it's the over three or under three here that's set at 10 to 11 10 to 11 I'd rather lay a little bit more juice and go for under 3.5 which is available at four to six. We saw a conservative performance with Bayern where they just got the job done. I don't think they're going to be high pressing here against a team like PSG as much as they usually do, leaving themselves exposed at the back. I think Motem is going to come in for Lewandowski. He's a very, very different player, whereas the previously when Lewandowski's in the team, you're relying on your wingers to press up as high as you can in order to win the ball, and Lewandowski will be in the middle. This is a very, very different type of type of um, player that you have here. Whereas Chupamoto will come forty yards back to win the ball and allow the wingers to break out wide, which doesn't leave you as, as exposed as everybody pressing the ball and leaving gaps in and behind. Chupinmotov will hold the ball up for ten to ten seconds, eight to ten seconds, and allow players to join in with the play. And yes, he can score goals, but he isn't really able to. Uh, he isn't really there to do that. He's more of a player that's unselfish will come in and hold up the play and let other players get involved. This will slow down the tempo of Bayern Munich, which makes it less susceptible that there'll be goals. But whilst the tempo is slower, it allows players to recuperate and get back into the positions, which doesn't overexpose this team, which you've seen previously when they do concede goals regularly. So, I like Bayern Munich here to get it done, although they could still concede a goal here in this game, leaving it wide open for the game in Paris. Six of Bayern's last seven matches in this competition have seen both teams score, however, Bayern won this seventh consecutive game at the weekend against Leipzig. They did it without Robert Lewandowski. The European champions have won 18 of the last 19 in this competition with their only draw uh, being away to Atletico Madrid and they put a B team out there and still drew against Atletico Madrid. So I am going to lean Bayern Munich here on the money line to win this first leg. I also like the under three and a half goals here in this one at four to six. I don't think this gets to four. Could easily get to three because I could see Bayern Munich grinding out a 2-1 win. But I think even if this game is one all going into Paris and if you have Lewandowski coming back for that second leg... You still have a great chance of going through. I just don't like Paris Saint Germain here. I don't like betting on them. I don't think they're reliable. I don't think they're playing for the manager. I think Pochettino's gonna gonna go down as a flop, even if he does end up seeing out the league. We're seeing out the league, even though I do think there's value on them at the moment of four to five because they do just need to pick up six wings out of the last seven. Given that Lyon and Lille are dropping points consistently, I still think this is going to be another disappointing season in the end for Paris Saint Germain. Closing out with our final game, it's Chelsea's trip to Porto. Everybody wanted Porto in this tournament for good reason because they are seen as the weakest team they haven't even wrapped up or they're not even going to win the Portuguese you see let alone wrap it up they're not going to win the Portuguese league this season I've spoke at length um, about how Benfica and Ajax and Porto always sell their players to top clubs and eventually we catch up with them that didn't obviously look like the case when Porto got past Juve but Juve put out a very very poor performance and Chelsea hopefully have got their poor performance out of the way it almost could be a good thing that they got tonked 5-2 at the weekend by West Brom and also it's not going to be a lot of the same players. The players that we saw at the weekends. Aren't going to be playing here. All of those players are rested. With this game seen as a priority, and I think you're getting a great price here on Chelsea at four to five to win at Porto because it's not in Porto; it's at a neutral field. Porto four to one, and the draw here at five to two. I think Chelsea take care of this in the first leg. I think this is probably the best bet that's available today, and I think Chelsea will be able to win this game. I think they'll go back to being defensively solid, and I think this game will also go under. This is a Chelsea team that have kept clean sheets and. 7 of their last 8 games yet everybody will focus on the weekend Under 2.5 goals actually cashed in 10 of their last 11 and Porto have conceded just 3 goals in this group stage. so I think this is going to be tight but with Chelsea being the better side and having won 75% of their clashes with Portuguese sides in this competition and with it being on a neutral field I think Chelsea will come away here with a win in this game which I believe is being played in severe a neutral field Chelsea the better team rested players who didn't really play at the weekend in a good Bounce back spot situation here. Chelsea on the money line for me here at four to five here in this one. That's it for me in this edition of the Champions League show. Lots of content coming up for me this week, not just the Bundesliga and the EPL show. We have a fight show with special guest Vince Russo, former head writer of the WWE, talking about WWE WrestleMania. And we will be putting the Europa League quarterfinals preview on the sports, oh, sorry, the soccer gambling podcast feed. I had a word with Ryan and Sean and um, they do want the Europa League show on the feed. So it's not going to be a Lockbetting.com exclusive. We will be breaking down those quarterfinal first legs here on the soccer gambling podcast. So, because we are doing that, I would really, really appreciate you guys sharing the, the sharing the um, the podcast on social media, retweeting it, liking, it, and of course, continuing to leave those reviews. Just because we are bringing the locks back here on these shows. Doesn't mean that we don't need those reviews anymore. So please bring the bring the um, reviews back. Continue to review and leave five star reviews for the soccer gambling podcast. If you've done it for the sports gambling podcast network, it is appreciated. But this is a brand new feed, and we do need brand new reviews again. And obviously. That way, we will continue to send out the free plays over on the um, SGP Soccer Twitter account. As long as it continues to grow, we'll continue to give out the free picks there. No lock on this show because they're already riding the future on Real Madrid from the future show. But if you want all my plays, head over to lockbetting.com. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.